Welcome to The Cannabis Professor, a marijuana science and culture podcast, broadcasting from the state of Pennsylvania to the rest of the nation and the world. My name's Scott, I'm your professor, and thanks for joining me for today's show. In this episode, we're going to take a look at some of the things you can do to really enjoy yourself, especially with cannabis, and that is an analog approach to getting high, cannabis on the tabletop. Now, to talk about these sorts of games and interesting ways and hobby craft, uh, I have with me, uh, back on the show, I should say, a uh, former guest and uh, one of my best friends in life, Ben. Welcome to the show once again, brother. Thanks for coming on. What's up, bro? How you doing, man? Good to be here. Good to see you. Good to see Always you. Always a good time. And so uh, last time Ben was on, we actually had teased a little bit of, uh, of a thing that he was working on, and we talked about it maybe just briefly. But I can tell you right now, it has finally come to fruition. It's one of the things that I'm actually legitimately jazzed about. Um, it's especially for those who love things in the vein of um, any sort of analog gaming where you're in the same room with the people you're playing with. Um, and Ben, let me just uh, let you give everybody a little heads up on exactly what you've been working on. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I totally forgot that uh, we uh, last time I was on here, we were still just like something that we were promoting. I'm not sure how to show. I can't see. I don't know if this is it, but it has happened. The Kickstarter was successful. Everything went well. Um, we're super proud of this. It's a tabletop role-playing game set in a nostalgic time of your childhood. Uh, it's called Don't Tell Mom and Dad. Uh, we love it very much. It's a entry-level D20 tabletop role-playing game that harkens like entry-level Dungeons and Dragons, but instead of being wizards and warriors and thieves, you are jocks, nerds, rascals, weirdos. Um, and pretty much as a group, you have, instead of a dungeon master, you have a guidance counselor, and they look over the group of kids, and you each pick a kid between 7 to 15, and as a group, uh, you create a town together with the map tiles we have in the back here, and you create the town, and you create your kids in that town, and then you save that town from supernatural threats, such as all these spooky things on the cover. Um, yeah, everything has been really great. The book came out maybe three, two, two, three weeks ago. You um, said you used a, a Kickstarter to fund some of it, right? Yeah, we kickstarted it. Um, also, mainly just for awareness. There is a huge community on Kickstarter that's really great. And it's a tabletop indie gaming community that like a lot of people support each other, um, support each other's Kickstarters. And yeah, it was a great way to let people know that we were that it was something that we had and to gauge interest and yeah and we did very well we had several stretch goals and now it is here available for 25 bucks at don't tell mom and dad.com and possibly your local brick and mortar games shop we are searching for as many as we can find to get in stores and have a bunch around philly jersey new york area right now and spreading um yeah very, very uh, excited. Thank you so much for letting us share this, Scott. Yeah. This is great. I, you are the first person, the same way if we can talk about this now. Absolutely. I was the first person, I think, to smoke weed with you. Yes. Like, I got you Absolutely. high for the first time. Like, 
It, it was like this permanent you, history. Yeah. And now we are. You are a cannabis professor years later. And you were the first person to introduce me to tabletop games when we were 12, 13 yeah. years old and playing Dungeons and Dragons with your sister as the dungeon master. And that was how I really became friends with you and Kyle and Phil and all these wonderful people that I still stay in touch with today. Um, yeah. yeah. And it sent me on my path. I've always loved it so much ever since. And was like, holy shit, this changed my life. And then within the last couple of years, started like seriously designing, was doing some like background stuff and hacks and whatnot throughout my whole life. Uh, and then, yeah, then my buddy, Ted Gilbert, who helped create, well, co-created and wrote this with me. Um, he really, really is the one who pushed over the edge and was like, we should make this a book. This should be a thing. Um, and then it's filled with lots of killer art from great prominent artists around Philadelphia including tattoo artist Stacey Fevinger and heavy metal uh, artist and illustrator Hayden Hall, who's done wonderful bands like Devil Master and Power Trip and Spider. Yeah, just I could go on and on and on about it. I'm very proud of it. I mean, you you invited me on and then made me, you know, talk about my ego directly. But this is a great thing I'm super <laughs> proud of. I love it very much. I'm yes. glad. I'm very, very excited to talk about tabletop games and weed because they were very discovered, very close back to back in my life and have always been there. And anyone I've played with has kind of felt the same way. Yes. And this is uh, this is something we we just started to crack that nut open a little bit as we were talking. I was like, hold on, hold on. Let's turn on the microphones yeah. because um, for anybody out there who really does especially enjoy uh, the analog world before cell phones took over everybody's eyes and thumbs, uh, it was great to be able to sit in the same room the same people and play a game you know even something as lame as Parcheesi Monopoly you know the family games but especially as you get older you realize there is subsets of games that are actually made for adults mm -hmm. not just ways to make the kids not watch TVs they used to yeah. back in the day or road trip theory kind of thinking uh, things that you could do that were purposefully in the same room and anybody who's played the original Smash Brothers knows there's something different it just hits a little different when you're actually next to that person able to like punch them in the arm or shove them or you know, screen looking when it was in yeah. video games. But before even that, and I'm, I'm glad you even mentioned it because, you know, we, we've been nerds forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, there was, uh, what I always said, AD&D, right? Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I think we played second edition back then. Yep. Uh, and my sister was always the dungeon master. She still is as creative as ever. Um, and it really just tells you, like, you can, it, it's just about enjoying it in your head. Yeah. And the thing that you mentioned, which I didn't even think of initially, and I'm usually one to want to be clever. <laughs> was the matchup even though and uh, dungeons and dragons came well before i thought we were exposed to cannabis as directly um not everybody necessarily gets it in that order i understand but they both require the same equipment mm -hmm. you have to have folks you want to spend time with hopefully you have to have a general agreed upon purpose right maybe somebody has the bowl somebody has the blunt somebody has the weed Absolutely. but you come together and make that teamwork work and it isn't that you're necessarily going to be there for fucking days on end but some smoke sessions do feel like they never stop. Yeah. And in some ways you can be there role playing for lengths of time for getting to eat and piss and drink and all sorts yeah. of stuff because of just how involved it can be. And I thought, man, that is, there isn't an analog there that is yeah. a lot deeper than I thought. And so you had a couple of, of points too. So let me let you uh, jump out and mention a couple of things. Cause I wanted to add to, to engage oh, on okay. some of these. Okay. Some of my, some of my super nerdy points that when I smoked and, came up with this and was like, wait a second, they're very similar. Okay, so there's tons of stuff. So before we even lay this out, I'd like to have you be thinking and answering the question for me because I always come to you with these 
actual like mm-hmm. cannabis professor questions of like what strains and how much should these amounts be because there's always the risk like i'm just like i uh, there's a lot there's a way to smoke too much weed i'm sorry people i'm gonna say it absolutely <laughs> sometimes people smoke too much weed uh that's that's something that happens and it's when you get excited and you're doing it socially and then all of a sudden everyone is like way too high and it was like one or two joints ago we were probably fine everyone <laughs> um so but knowing that proper amount isn't really something that your average smoker knows and they assume that they have a huge tolerance and they're like, oh, well, no, I smoke weed all day, every day. So, like, I need to smoke six It's a blocks. challenge to me. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's like, hang on. I don't think you're thinking about it properly. Um, so, without knowing that there is always a risk of going too far and laying that out there and you laying out some strains and amounts for me, there's a lot of stuff I'd love to talk to you about with this. And the first and foremost thing... I think you've already addressed where there is actually a social element to both both smoking and tabletop games that is closed it is a circle it is a weed circle it is gathering around a table together it's forming a circle and collectively creating a story in your minds together that is something that becomes a shared experience down the line whenever you're playing any tabletop role-playing game that's what's so magical and it's so hard to translate because it's happening almost spiritually at the table with you so the moment that you try to take it out to another group of people and explain what happened they're literally it's can be nothing but a you had to be there moment and like it's you, like yeah, you, saying, you, saying a joke during a smoke session yes. you're like you had to, uh, it was so funny we all fell out right. and someone's like uh yeah i guess you were all just high as balls it's like no, no i mean yes but there seemed to be exactly. a third thing happening from yes. that togetherness yeah so that social element is something that i think is very fun the next core uh tenement if you will of this uh this philosophy is that creativity is at the core of a fun and proper tabletop role-playing game. When everyone at the table is being as creative as they can, whatever part of that brain, of your brain is doing that, it's literally, we want that glowing, if that was in an Mm X-ray. Like, we want that just, like, throbbing and, like, glowing like crazy, and everyone is thinking as creative as they can. Whether they think they're a creative person or not, they are, and we all are. And it's just squeezing that part of your brain out. So I've never, I mean, I feel like every time I come on this podcast, I'm saying that like it was a key to unlocking tons of creativity for me is is weed, um, cannabis. So that already is another, like it's, it's a drug. It is like enhancement, a performance enhancement drug that happens to be enhancing the performance of something that you're playing a game with and you're not leaving, you're being safe, you're not leaving a table, you're, you have your bag of chips and your drink and right there and right. everyone is there and being comfortable. So that was another super important part. And the next thing is ambience. And I think that creating the proper, if you want to enhance the performance of a tabletop game, one of the number one things to do is to raise the ambience in the room to 
cut lights, to set music, to restrict and constrict your players. Because whenever you do that in art, in my philosophy, you are creating a better product. If you constrict yourself, the moment that it's like, I can do anything I want at any time, it's this and that, and like then I hear what's being made, it's like, eh, maybe you should have like made yourself have a little constriction there. Yeah. Like you're just not really Create your own borders. Yes, Chris, exactly. So it's too abstract. If, if people are willing to do it, taking the phones away is then is one of the best ways to get everyone at your table fully engaged. You're just cutting out the outside cell phone sludge when someone is describing what they're doing and maybe like because really what's happening is you have in our case a guidance counselor or dungeon master or game master but we have guidance counselors with our kid-based uh game uh they you're not just telling a story collectively but you're almost telling it in a cave where there's light shining on certain things. So like everyone should be focusing on the guidance counselors, they tell the story. And then they reveal that something happens to Scott's character and then the light is shining on Scott. With the advent of cell phones, when the light is not shining on the person, it's very easy for someone who's not getting shined to be like, yeah, head down, right? head down, just like looking at their phone, you know, out of it so the moment you pull that away then they have to listen and they don't realize that it always that's the point of telling these stories at a table like even if it's not about you or for you it is something you should be thinking about yes Um, yes and so there's something that you mentioned too that that kind of simulated a thought in my mind as well um because as you were saying you know mentioning the similarities between sort of you know stimulating creativity with cannabis stimulating it with being able to have your imagination really be in focal point I think also, you know, as you said, you, you, you create a cave situation. And in that, I was like, yeah, that's whether or not you want to admit it, especially now that it's legal, I know it might be a little less. But if you go back in the day, only a couple of weeks, months or years, you generally have to sort of segregate from folks, right? You like form a circle either out on the back porch or you find a bathroom mm-hmm. or garage or a lot of the time basements. Yes. Basement. You crack a window somewhere, you and the smelly group of people that you want to smoke some weed with. Uh, have to employ a similar level of creativity to solve problems in the moment. Oh, man, how are we going to get this done? Right. Somebody have the things we need? Do you have to make it out of some gadgets you have, like you know, MacGyver it out of a, a pen tube and some aluminum foil yeah. or something, and like figure it out, Apple bowl it, and then execute, but it's all improv. Even though it might be practiced, you have to perform together in that moment. You might have come with a plan, but it's just going to go the way it goes. And it's like, oh, these start really matching up just the the necessary components you know the things that often happen with them like very very close yeah yeah no you're absolutely right it's just like it's the the comparison is starting to become a one-to-one like it's very now i know there's a lot of of folks who get into cannabis who or were into role-playing who find cannabis or into cannabis might find some nerves that they eventually smoke weed with that convince them to role-play and i would say that cannabis probably does loosen the mind enough to let someone who's a little more rigid play as an adult as opposed to just thinking like where's why is this game not have a screen you know like where's my character why do i have to make it all up um it it is kind of interesting to see that challenge to it and i wonder then not necessarily as a recruitment agent but like in that way if it was measurable would there be a higher percentage of potheads who apply to you know analog games tabletop games role-playing i'd say in specific because of the, like, I wonder if you could actually figure out whether or not weed is like the factor in numbers too. Cause I feel like it's anecdotally like very obvious. Yeah. 
that I run into people. Actually, one of the guys, Shane. Shane, shout out if you're listening. Uh, uh, one of the guys who works in Maryland, he had to like peace out on one of the dinners because he's like, oh, no, I'm the DM. I got to go like prep. And it was like, well, when's your, when are you running your campaign? It's like, oh, like, well, I got to go back because I need an hour to prep. I was like, that's a good DM right there, man. You better get your shit together, you know, like make sure everybody's not going to waste their time. And he mentioned, of course, because of COVID, they end up doing it online. And he said there was only one good caveat to that. Normally, of course, as we're saying in person, he said only because like there's two people who like live in other countries like that not really be possible in person. Mm -hmm. But the the cave feeling is the same. They're like, don't bother me for these hours. I'm going to close the store. I'm going to shut the windows and black them. Like I'm going to immerse. Yes. For once actually completely into something. And that's... I don't know, maybe is a common thought or it may just be me and my reaction, but that's always what I feel like cannabis is really good for is kind of like blending out. Like a lot of people I feel like who don't smoke cannabis think that it's something that blocks you from being productive or doing something. And you're just like a lazy stoner who's like sitting at home and like, I'm sure that happens. And there's people who overindulge and that's, you know, maybe you should be smoking less and like doing more. But for the most part, it really works well at intensifying a singular experience and blocking out things in distraction distraction yeah yeah. like it really like can help you focus i find that time and time again with all of my different hobbies and things whether i'm sitting and making music by myself or playing video games or a tabletop game or any like woodworking any of like these hobbies that i have like it helps not also be thinking about did i pay that bill did i do this was that like where was am i supposed to be doing something else right now like constant attack of stresses yeah just like yeah things that are supposed to be happening like yeah, you're you're fine. You can focus. Stuff that makes your brain naturally spiral in the first place. It just kind of like calms it down. Um, on top of not just fading that out, but like I said, though, intensifying what you're doing and it's at times being able to ultra focus or ultra immerse and become extra creative and, um, yeah, without having. Well, I'd say, and, and so something that I'm, you know, and right now trying to figure out how to fit it into, you know, the sort of amount of products. I know both of us, we, we usually have our fingers in a lot of pies that we're cooking at the time. Um, because I like human development, you know, I slip into philosophy. I think we both do constantly as we like to look at the bigger picture while we're doing the smaller stuff too. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's one of the big things, although here we are, I mean, you know, anybody who's watching some of this uh, from the YouTube side of it, we are surrounded by cords and cables and devices, right? Just to pull off something like this. But at the core, it's just to share it further than we can touch. I, I think the world has kind of shown that the level of exposure that happens otherwise, you know, without blocking that out, like, you know, we're in our 30 somethings, but I've, I've at one point have never wanted to be older, uh, more so than young because the young folks nowadays are getting crippled, I feel like, by the level of exposure that's required, constantly having to answer to attentive things. Hey, what's your profile here? Here, wait to think here. Hey, did you do this, that, or the mm-hmm. other? And there was a lot when we were kids. I mean, yeah. there was still a lot of internet and a lot of like, oh, you want AOL? What's your profile name? Like, there was just the, the beginnings of it. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's so overwhelming. I feel like, although maybe marijuana wouldn't be the entryway, you know, people can meditate, work out, and find other ways in. But knowing that as a device, it really does a great job to battle the synthesis of what whatever civilization is at this point. I think even in a way, you know, pre-marijuana, preparing the mind to be able to battle that. I mean, what better area than the imagination you can escape into your own mind and just go, hey, maybe I actually want to block it out 
practice it through like as we do you know with tabletop games to be able to focus on just what's happening here and leave devices off the table like silence all things and know that until this game's done like you don't have three <clears throat> hours in a day that you can actually at least at one point you always can all it, it's just a matter of will yeah and i think that you know cannabis can give that singular focus it might seem dull but i feel like it's sharpening towards a singular focus which is pure you know yeah as an absolutist i love that kind of thing and they yeah they marry in that way i would think that for anybody who hasn't role played or still mimics this jock mentality of the 70s where it's like fucking nerds yeah role playing sitting around talking about nothing it's like it's probably the best pill right now for the issue that you have because the issue is most likely all the expectations of others in, in role playing especially and the thing i like about your game too with it Whereas most of them, you're an adult in role-playing and you're figuring out the way you want it to be as an adult in this framework, right? I'm yeah. fighting dragons or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I probably said it before for any of the long-time listeners, but it's so fucking clever, you know, to me, maximum points for cleverness uh, because it's like, well, what kind of kid did you want to be? And to face yourself and say like, yeah. so there was a point where I was a kid and I had thoughts about the kind of kid I actually wanted to be. Like how crazy to have expectations about something you just started. started yeah. But it's there, and even then, as you go through those stages as an adult, to look back and go, would I want to play with those factors and have fun with it? Whereas normally, I think when you look back, it's usually like dealing with trauma and like nostalgia and thinking of better days. But like, no, what if you could actually have fun with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also adding, like, a lot of people ask us if our game has magic, and we say it doesn't have magic; it has kid logic. So you can do things that you wish you could do when you were a kid, like jump over a fence with a pogo stick or like swing from a tree with a jump rope or lasso something with a jump rope. You know what I mean? And like when, you know, we used to have these sewers in our neighborhood. I don't know if you played with them. I think you may have moved to our neighborhood a little later than when we were playing with sewers. (laughs) sewers, (laughs) But like we used to like pack backpacks and like flashlights and like go through the sewer system that was at the end of our block and to see how far up we could like get to the grates and be like, where is this? Like, where are we? Like, oh my God, we're almost by Jeff's house. Like, this is this is crazy. And then, like, we would hear a noise and get scared and, like, run all the way out. Right. Um, Doubtful people are going to chase you into the sewer. Yeah, like, yeah, no, but, like, we are doing super dangerous given the Ninja stuff. Turtles did it, so it made sense. Like, right. That's kid logic, too. Exactly. Like, I'll hide in the sewers. Certainly, depending on when you saw it, that could also, like, turn. You'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Definitely, definitely <laughs> didn't see it yet. That is true. I didn't see it until later in life either, but I had an inherent fear because I saw a bicycle go into the sewer once and could lose it. So when I rode my bike in the city, not normal sewer grade, but when the one would be on like a curb and it was like disheveled and big enough to like fit your leg in it, I'd be like right on the side of the street. Why? It's like, because you could just fucking straight slip into that. Yeah. And it was just stupid kid logic. Like, no, you can't. Do You're like huge. That thing's tiny. But I could easily fall into that. Then I saw it and was like, oh no, like never again. You know? <laughs> never. No, 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 no. Triple scarred. Um yeah, so that thank you very much. It also gives you it gives your guidance counselor a lot more reason and attention to discipline discipline players who aren't paying attention or aren't doing you know uh, what's the way to how do you you put this because like you have a natural uh, guardian element. You have parents that you have to you know. You have things you have to do. You have curfews. You have jobs. You have hobbies and stuff within the game. So, like, that's a fun uh, outside element where, like, all the mailmen may be werewolves, but, like, 
on Thursdays is wrestling and you always watch wrestling. So like if something's going down on a Thursday, like your kid can be like, well, I'm sorry, but like it's ECW. I'm, gonna watch, <laughs> I'm watching that. Um, also, you could have to work at any of the number of places in if you're between the ages of 13 or 15. Right. So you can have these jobs that you're you're kind of uh, beholden to. Right. If you but want you money. Make money. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, uh, right but on. it gets you money to buy one of the many hundreds of things that are in the back of the book um so now you mentioned something uh with the attentive side and and before we turn some things on you're letting me know about some of the mm -hmm. approach that you use and the logic in the game um cannabis seemed to come into this especially uh where you said sort of the tuning of it you know people obviously you know we all consume differently and sometimes the goal is to get too high but in one of these situations it's more of a detriment i would say yes. right we want to maximize imagination but not dampen it by having the high get in the way um, and so strains that might help, not given anybody out there who's simple, sativa would just be the easy word, but I would say for me, uh, I look for things a little deeper. So there's a couple terpenes if you get things that are tested to look for, but I'd say um, things that are derivative of Durban strains, anything with Durban or poison, the name's probably going to fit up to it um, because they'll be from that land race. Um, Haze being the opposite, at least for me. Haze would make me like, where's my phone? Like, what's going on over there? Like, yeah. something's on the TV. Um, not everybody gets that, but the focus ones for me, like Jack Herrer, easy, easy and, and great go-to for that. Um, I would think Trainwreck, small doses, would especially get creative for it. But I'm looking for terpenaline and limonene, I would say, and pinene, because they're all the focus smells or terpenes for it. Okay. But even more so, I think that strain irrelevant, knowing that we were smoking weed back in the day and you know you never knew what the name was or what was in it, I think dose relevant more so. Like yes. amount of weed smoked may be even more important than type of weed in a lot of those situations. Yes. Um, and maybe that dose is constrained. So like let's now I'll get into the actual main oh, guts okay, right. of yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what I was thinking as we're we're putting it back and we did, you know, smoke a little beforehand. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get get my sea legs now. Um but essentially, yes, we've laid out the basics of like what makes great gaming, tabletop gaming is like the ambient ambience, um, lighting sound, focus, having a collective story told. And now I want to break down the different phases of tabletop role-playing games in which I have found that uh, cannabis has both was value-added and value-lost. If <laughs> like done like improperly, value-added when done properly, uh, properly. And that's the first phase, which is when you would be a guidance counselor or game master or dungeon master of a game and you're actually sitting by yourself trying to set a mood and create the campaign because at the basis for anyone who doesn't know uh what a tabletop role-playing game is like it is a collective story told by everyone that we're saying at a table but essentially it is a world with limitless possibilities and it's like bound by a certain set of rules that are laid out there by your game master and they are the ones you create a person to inhabit this fantasy world and the guidance counselor or game master is the one who creates that fantasy world for you so they are the narrator of the story they they play um the 
skate punk who works at the arcade and the old conspiracy theorist with the cracked glasses or the weirdly sexy old witch who lives in a house up the you know up the road any of these like weird characters that you that whatever they want to create they they make that person up you have this town and they are all the inhabitants of the town so most game masters of any game will tell you that they are always when they're writing a campaign focused and have a routine and it's either i listen to noi or craftwork whenever i'm doing it and it's like <laughs> just drilling my brain and i'm doing this or uh people who are like oh i'm always watching a fantasy film when i'm doing that it's either conan or hawk the slayer like one of these like classic movies that just always you know gets me excited and into it and thinking of things um and I am I am one who will often actually kind of do both where I'll listen to music and I'll put on a movie with no sound or low sound and I'll have some sort of fun fantasy music or something, whatever I'm getting into. In the case of Don't Tell Mom and Dad, I'm throwing on Monster Squad, um, listening to audiobooks of old goosebumps to like hear child's <laughs> perspectives right. of things which are really fun because a lot of those audiobook versions of goosebumps are told from the chat like it's actually a kid or it's an actor who's trying to sound like a kid mm -hmm. <laughs> like wow my very own robot um <laughs> that's my uh terminator 2 impression <laughs> cool uh but John yeah Connor. <laughs> um so, yes, yeah, so that is a part that is almost always enhanced with the use of some cannabis um, to really help you focus and you're sitting down. So phase one would be campaign creation when you're creating all your characters in the adventure and you're going to go, oh, what's happening in this town? Like, what's it going to be? And then you smoke a little and then all of a sudden that stuff starts to come like, oh, of course, the TV radio station at the top of that tower is an alien transmitter. Like, it's that simple. <laughs> it's going to be that fun. How are they going to find out about it? There's a connection to the arcade. Like, if you play this one arcade game, it's how they're sucking energy, like, from kids. It's just like you slide into these fun things when you get creative and loose when, you know, you smoke, smoke some of the grass, as they, <laughs> as they say. Um, <coughs> uh, phase two is the first time that this adventure now becomes open facing and that's when you're bringing it to your group of friends and everyone is agreeing to play and they're making character creation now this i actually think may be one of the most important times to be smoking some with uh during gameplay because especially outside like don't tell mom and dad um has a very um, inherent way in which everyone wants to work together. You're all kids in the same town and fun and you're trying to save your town together. But like when you get into like Dungeons and Dragons and your Shadow Runs and Merkborgs and things like that, like a lot of times you end up with four or five stoic characters who are like, oh me? you don't know about my past and I can tell you about my past and, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be the toughest guy in the room. And like, it's all of these people who feel like they're naturally on edge about to turn on each other at any point and being these little edge lords who are like murder hobos. You hear all these phrases if you're in the community. 
um, where you're just traveling from town to town and like hurting everyone and like is there really a symbiotic nature to your group or are you five loners that happen to get together to bash goblin skulls like (laughs) you know like what are you really doing Um, but when you're creating characters and you are introducing another social element like smoking cannabis passing a joint or a bong around or something um, all of a sudden that tough barrier the Rambos that everyone is creating starts to turn into Jack Burton's from uh, Big Trouble in Little China <laughs> like you're also like everyone is like a little more open and willing to like slide into a place and it's like alright well like you can be the strong one and I'll be the fast one and they'll be the smart one and they'll be the sneaky one and like it, all of a sudden your part your groups become an actual party and right. it's a party of people who are all complimenting each other at all time and then the sky is truly the limit to your adventure. And I find that smoking at that time is something that definitely helps drop those barriers and really let people have fun and start to talk about each other's characters together. And it's like, oh, I'm going to have a guy who's like this instead of it all being this like kind of like kid covering their you know simpsons drawing they don't want anyone to see like <laughs> yeah protecting it yeah much. like protecting it and being like yeah you don't get to know anything about it so <coughs> pardon me um all right and the third phase which is actual playing the actual gameplay you've now created your town you've created your players you have your universe if you're in D&D and you're going and you're trying to adventure. This is where we now circle back to the original thing because now the game is on wheels and this can be such a strong experience that just like the jocks make fun of the nerds for doing like back in the day, like this is something that can suck people's like decades of your life. People will keep playing the same characters and doing this forever because it's just such a fun time. And it's a time to do uh, that. And I think that it is a wonderful enhancement, but this is the time when I think it's really important to make sure you're not smoking too much or smoking the wrong kinds. So just to reiterate again, (laughs) because I'm remembering this to take this with me uh, for future uh, future games, Durbins, Durbins, poisons, which I've had some plenty of Durbin poison in in so usually, my yeah. That's the main land race name, and you'll see it just mixed with stuff white poison stuff like yes. that. <clears throat> and you were starting to talk about quantity. You yes. were saying dosage over type, even often. Yes, because I think that uh, the main component will still be a constant, so you absorb very very little. Uh, in a moment of taking in THC. So it becomes more multiplicative. If somebody, you know, goes bowl after bowl or joint after joint, you know, it kind of buries you, I would think, especially in that imagination side of it. And I would say, you know, whereas when I'm interacting electronically, it probably does not matter as much. If I'm just playing a video game Han Solo, um, I can probably, you know, overconsume and it doesn't really change the amount of appreciation of the video game. I might suck at it more, but I'm just playing it. Yeah. But in a situation where I think it's a shared experience, you know, uh, depending on the amount of people and the tolerances, but like one sesh every two hours might be all right, but probably no more than two seshes because I feel like for whatever reason, right. like 
the times that I probably can depend on this math a little bit, um, every once in a while, uh, a couple of kids will get together and we'll play Catan. Yeah. And it's usually between three and five hours worth of play. And the first game is always incredibly good and maybe a little too fast because somebody really was like trying to win. Mm-hmm. But usually the next two, each game taking about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, the next two, it's usually where that mistake could be made. Where it's like, all right, we're an hour, two or three. We've already smoked to start. We're hitting that second session. But if it's right after that first game, it's probably not necessary. It's probably better to wait two hours and then redose. Even though we make a mistake, probably constantly, you can just tell it in the first game, everybody's doing accents and everybody's really into it and everybody wants to like grab the die and, oh, where the fuck's my numbers? And then in the other one, yeah, like cell phones come out. Oh, no, it's just I'm not getting good rolls, so I'm just going to check some other things. And you immediately feel the energy go down. And now it's just like two people playing heads up. Or, you know, the, uh, the two individuals who are spotlighted in that moment just talking about a sidebar. Oh, no, it was my turn. Oh, hey, I got to go quickly hit the bathroom. And then now it's smaller crowd. See somebody's gone. Everybody sits back. And I feel like that's where it starts to deconstruct. Uh, knowing that it's a focus enhancement, it kind of goes along with it because that also means as soon as something takes your focus, it enhances it towards that as well. And I think that's where when it kind of goes maybe you know one step over where it need be. or And it's all comparative. You know, It's not necessarily to say that you could measure this on its own. It's more so one step over where it would have been a more appreciable experience or less of an obstacle that marijuana provided on its own. And I think this can probably be in other experiences too, but there are some where you can really load it up, I think, and it just keeps enhancing and you just plateau. Maybe you don't get any more from it, but you don't necessarily get less. This is one, I think, especially when it's, you know, this happens too with like music, you know, you smoke a bowl, you write a great song, you smoke that second bowl, you enhance it, uh, third one, and you're like, what was the feel of that again? Like, I (laughs) fucking can't remember the feel. Oh, don't worry, man. It wasn't that bad. We we recorded. I'm sure we can figure it out, you know, and you then stop being engaged with it. You know, you start disconnecting. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a good point. And you're, you're kind of making me really uh, think about it differently again. And it's making me pull out a page from our book because maybe it isn't actually not thinking about it like right away I was thinking about it wrong where it's like well what is the right kind or what is this and it's like no like think about it in terms of dosage and I'm like all right well what's the right dosage but not thinking about it and then you just said like one to two sessions per thing and like with a you know a gap between it but what if those sessions are actually broken down to parts of the story because every story is a circle as we know no matter what like it's time joseph campbell's hero journey like this has been told time and time again right it's a structure, but especially yeah. in it's very in like a liquid form on with tabletop role-playing games whether it is like we go to the village there are goblins hurting the village we go find out what weakens the goblins what does it like definitely the case in don't tell mom and dad again everything is about saving your small little town you are a group of kids who cannot um leave your town you you only have bmx bikes and rollerblades like you pick whatever skateboards um and you're you're stuck in this town but there's lots of crazy mystery happening in this town and thinking that the first session when you're first getting into it and everyone is like together and feeling it out good initial time to smoke in the beginning but waiting till you hit different phases of the story which is the first first phase is what's going on something's afoot what is what is happening here 
Um, and you you start with a clue in Don't Tell Mom and Dad. And it's you've heard via any number of ways that this clue can be introduced. You've either found a letter or kids are talking about it or something has literally just happened in town. The diner is shut down. Why is the diner shut down? Mysterious reasons. Guys in weird suits have been showing up in the diner and like so-and-so's mom worked at the diner. Now she's out of a job and there's no telling when the when it's going to open again. And you're like, well, something's fishy here. Like we need to figure this out. Okay. Like, so when you're hearing the clue and initially researching what's going to happen, a great time to smoke and cre- have creativity. Then your next phase is focus driven. And you're very much trying to really uh, hone in on what's going on. And while you're searching for this information and whatnot, a good time to not be over smoking. That's a time where like a lot of people would like to add another joint into the mix. Right. Yeah. And like chain link and, them. and it's like, yeah, chain link them. And it's like, well, now we're actually trying to like have some drive here. And maybe not a good time. But once that's been discovered and you go, oh my God, there's something called uh, soda lizards. And these soda lizards are the size of large dogs. And they love soda and sugar. And we need to do something about them. Let's think of some ways in which we can take care of some soda lizards. Now introduce that joint to the table again. As we're trying to creatively think of how we're going to take care of this. The threat has been focused. Then, once this is, oh, you know what we can do? We can fill water balloons with soda and we can make those soda lizards chase those water balloons into certain areas because we know that they're going to chase it and want that. Like, we'll walk them into a trap filled with cherry bombs and like they're going to (laughs) be running over there and we'll explode them all over the place. So then, after you've come up with your idea, you're, you're... honing down on the focus again and you're you're trying to build the things to make things happen and make sure you have everything a great time to hold off no 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 let's not smoke right now right. <laughs> let's, let's 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 keep focusing on this right. we are about to take on this beast you're taking on the beast you can either at this point i feel like smoke now and try to enhance that like fun battle with things and get creative with that battle or still hold off and remain like a little extra sober and focused and blast off as soon as you beat that thing and everyone celebrates right yeah and, and the third one would be the crown the third, there's, there's nothing much going on after right, that which like, is maybe more true than not uh no matter what you do so introducing the phase and as you see we have this way for like everyone in our book to i don't know what is properly <laughs> in place here but uh yeah um how to create any story in our game and how it's introduced with a clue and all the different phases and on the outside is all the things that your guidance counselor is doing and on the inside is all the things that your character is doing um, or vice versa and it breaks the whole story down so like anyone can design a campaign for this yeah, game as you said this is an easy way into it especially for those who might not understand the structure of role playing or I mean the first time you're going to DM it's probably going to feel especially pressure like oh I don't know am I this creative I'm sure a lot of people think and it's I don't think it's a question of the amount of creativity. It's just tapping it. Yeah, and this actually started with some friends who showed a lot of interest years ago but did not want to be bogged down with reading the insane amount of uh, books that you would need for Dungeons & Dragons or anything else. And they're like, I wish there was something a lot simpler. And we started designing this uh, this simple game for that. 
So our book in its final like iteration, because we did want this to be very entry level. We have other games that we're developing right now that are like far more like inside baseball, where like we don't hold your hand through things as right. much. But you just we gotta be familiar with the style. Yeah, of game. with the style of game, and if you have experience, then it's like it's on. Um, this has lots of different ways to be able to break that down to help you through that. If following a traditional story circle is even too much. On the next page here, we literally have a Mad Lib. So you could just smoke oh. a joint and fill out this Mad Lib. And can, you, can you run me through it real quick? Can I, can I give it a shot? I love Mad Lib, so I think this is a perfect little thing. If you want to narrate it through and then tell me, I guess, the verb or whatever. Or no, what is it? Plural you, narrative. Should I just make up the random ones and you just fill them in? Is that usually? Oh, yeah. Technically, you can do it that way. We, we have this... Where it's designed so, like, if you're panicking, you can just read through it. And, like, mm-hmm. if as long as you're filling in things at this this area, then we're good. But, yeah, if you want, plural plural noun. Okay, I'll throw it up here on just a quick word pad since we got some computers here. So We got two plural nouns. Two plural nouns. What would I think like, of? Back to back to back here. Okay, so I'm going to say uh, doorknobs. Because that is a plural noun. Yeah. And I would say... Um. Yeah, and then adjective. Let's see if this is gonna work. You just realized something weird is going on when all of the doorknobs went missing, which made all of the plural noun. Oh, this is the other plural noun. Right, uh, other plural noun. I would say. Oh. Um. <laughs> all. Uh, Naturally, I mean we've we've smoked maybe in the bad times yeah. on this one. Um, maybe should have been a little earlier too. It made but, all the doors in town yeah. stay open, which is your adjective. Okay, right? okay, keep it keep it going. What what, what are we looking for next? A hot spot. So a, a a spot in town, in a small town, whether that be diner. A, okay, um, make up a neighbor, which would be a person in town. Uh, first and last name, or like a Mr. something? You can do either. Uh, That's all up to you. That's Mr. Davenport. Mr. Davenport. Okay. <laughs> now, um, we want a mega structure, which if you've read the book, is there's two different types of spots in your town that you're creating. There's hot spots and mega structures. Your hot spots are your smaller areas, your arcades, your pizza parlors, your you know fast food place, small. Your mega structures are giant places like the school, a giant factory. If there's an office building and, or something. Uh, yes, a big like office building. Industrial so, park. And, yeah. Yes. Um, an adjective, plural creatures. So, this uh, is when we're introducing a creature. So, a something, something. You said an adjective creature. So, like, like a, an adjective, a noun with a modifier. Yes. Yeah. yeah, now, uh, yeah. Super worms. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, skill and weapon. A skill and a weapon. Um, <clears throat> sewing is a skill and a weapon would be like a cricket bat now we have a super cool rad noun a super cool rad noun yeah like a noun give me an example of what magnitude kind just to get um a x-ray specs okay okay um I would say a something super cool. 
Hmm. Knowing the era that this is in, that's why I was yeah, like, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. If yeah, I had yeah, all yeah. those stupid like it's mono rad, electronic rad, some rad shit now. that we think about, it's now. something that you're gifting. Something that I'm that I'm gifting. Yeah, like the group. Oh, to bring into because like this is from the perspective of a guidance counselor. You're filling this out, and then once this is filled out, we're going to be able to read this story, and you've created a campaign. And it may be bonkers, or it may be totally together. Oh, uh, could it be like a hmm, like a calculator that speaks? Yes, that's, <laughs> that's absolutely like so whatever. Whatever you type yeah. into it, it says it, it back says as it well. Back. It gives you the yeah. answer vocally as well as on the screen of like a voice calculator. Um, something a a disgusting noun. Uh, soupy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Soupy, soupy. What? Oh, oh, right on. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, soupy. That's a great. That's a great soupy trash. Okay. Um, give me an evil name. Or I'll say I said I'm sorry. Trash soup. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And you said what was the other one? An evil name. An evil name. Um, Obditron. (laughs) Yes. Uh, now give me another mega structure. Another mega structure. Uh, we're gonna say the what do they call it? The word of the electricity center where it gets like dispersed or whatever. Do they have like, a name for that? Like the power lines? Yeah, like a power. I'm sure in like SimCity 2000, it probably called it like a power station. There it is. Okay. Yeah, we have power lines and like like electrical stations in the book as like spots that you can go. Sweet. Um, a noun just any noun uh we're gonna go with glove <laughs> yeah <That's a> great <laughs> one. um type of blaster Ooh, a type of blaster <laughs> a flavor blaster <laughs> <laughs> another noun <laughs> uh another noun shoelace um or shoelaces if it needs plural give me an adjective an adjective uh, very tall. Give me, give me a plural creature. A plural. We're almost creature. there. We got. We got two I like it. Left. I like it. A plural creature. Um, fishes. <laughs> Does it have to be like a scary creature? I mean, you can make it a little scarier okay, than fishes. Okay. Uh, like something before that, just something fishes, or or after. The. Um, <laughs> I want to say highly irritable, but I know yeah. that's just a cough out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the exploding fishes. Very good. Um, one more adjective. One more adjective. Uh, we're going to say... Um, speedy. Yep. Um, and last one, mind-blowing now. Go crazier than a talking calculator crazier than a talking calculator i would say um ooh, uh it's gonna be levitating whatever it is oh yeah that's great <laughs> uh levitating should it be transport based should it be transport based <laughs> see you're getting you're, you're you're thinking uh super deep into this 
like a levitating uh because gotta be awesome i was gonna say levitating hospital bed but i can think of awesome things to do oh, with that. a levitating bed is a cool levitating bed i just i've been watching a lot of uh bed knobs and broomsticks yeah so just, yeah. just the bed uh, like a, a bed that can transport you anywhere yeah but it's got to be the full Dude. bed set up like in that movie because yes. the kids in there fucking... and inside that bed will psh, transport somewhere else and that bed is your like actual teleporter yeah amazing but the bed comes with you all right that's the way you get back that's it. Do you want me to read it, not knowing at all what it says, just with the list of I, or I could turn this to you if you want to... How about I'm going to read this I'll out... I'll say the and word. And you're going to say okay. the word. I'll start at the top. So the first should be the plural noun? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You've been right. You first realized something weird was going on when all of the... Doorknobs. ...weren't missing, which made all of the... Doors. ...in town turn... Adjective. This was the adjective? Oh, I might have not had this one. Oh. Uh turn uh Ooh. violent yeah yes the doors <laughs> but why you snooped high and low but it wasn't until you visited the diner that your crew started to get close it was there that you talked to mr davenport who told you the answer may be found at the industrial park on your way there you were ambushed by a horde of adjective plural creatures superworms <laughs> <laughs> a horde of superworms by wielding your sewing machine and you, oh, that's your weapon. And uh, there's cricket bat. Be, oh, sewing machine was your skill, and your oh, cricket yeah. bat. So that still works. By wielding your sewing machine and your cricket bat, you fended off the threat and were rewarded with a uh, talking, calcula- a talking calculator. <laughs> calculator. When you finally arrived, you discovered trash soup. <laughs> a sure sign that Obdatron was to blame for all of this. Now that the root of the problem was exposed, it was time to gear up for the showdown at the power station. You used a wet glove as your armor, and you found <laughs> ammo for your flavor blaster. And you clutched your, your lucky shoelaces. <laughs> it was a very tall battle. <laughs> by the skin of your teeth, you defeated, by, you defeated an army of exploding fishes and saved the town. All of your neighbors were speedy once again and no one was the wiser it certainly doesn't hurt that you scored a bed transporter <laughs> for your trouble saving the town rules that's that's phenomenal that's phenomenal <laughs> i don't even feel like i did as well as you could and that's just, it just it works so well that was <laughs> just, awesome that was the first time honestly i think we'd ever done that without reading like we created that and mm-hmm. then would just spit out campaigns filling that out while looking at it but doing it the true mad lib way <laughs> where you did it that was surprisingly that was pretty awesome and like you know i could also tune it to the story like knowing what kind of thing you're looking for yeah. one or two of them but I, I want to also know exactly how those super worms were fighting. We're like, fighting. That they... immediately creates the intrigue where you're like, all right, now let's figure out how this works. Uh, it immediately creates new thought. I think that to me is where try to think about work after hearing that and yes. not immediately going like, okay, so how did this and where do we see it? And as the the DM or the the guidance counselor in this situation, you know, knowing that I've never been a DM, I could admit, but I know a lot of DMs, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, friends, I, I know some DMs, right? All right I'm cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, that I know with my sister was with her campaign, it was years long. Uh, this is something that I think you don't have to th- worry about a library of concepts. You can actually make something fun, yeah. run it in an evening, run it over the course of a couple weekends. Uh, right. To me, it seems to have the expansion where you don't have to make it a whole year, but you can make it any size you want within like a pretty good reasonable so funny that you say that because this game takes place during summer break specifically there is no school there's no like the game's supposed to start at the beginning of summer break and end at the end of summer break 
Now, that summer break can be something that lasts months or three sessions. You know, like it's something that continues. It can be filled with one adventure, one mystery that's happening in your town, or it can be five. We've ran it multiple ways um, and have had, you know, lots of fun in both senses. So we have had it where it's gone into one to two sessions, just one night. Like if you have the town pre-made and you just like lay this out and everyone's having fun or... um, yeah, have it go as long as you want. And we have, because of that, there's already a natural way for it to have an ending, which is an important thing that I think tabletop role-playing games miss. I is would like, agree. Like you said, like Absolutely. most <laughs> D&D games, just like, all right, like... As much fun, like it's one of the most fun games ever. I'm not gonna talk shit on D and D. Don't attack me, people. But like, <laughs> there's a lot of times after a while, it's like, all right, so like we did save that town, and now we're going to s- keep going. Like, like <laughs> a lot do, of American TV shows, uh, it's like, why are you still going? What, like, why couldn't you think of an ending? Yes. you only end it once people are like, all right, you're like nine seasons in. Uh, the British approach is better, right? One or two really good seasons where it's high quality and get the fuck out. Yes, because an idea. A good idea also stops at a certain point. Yeah. That's how you know it's an actual complete idea. So working things towards the end of a summer and knowing that like you're not going to have time to do this as much and like you know it's going to be like school like so it actually like multiple elements of the game start to have a wrapping feel like at once. So it's not just that you're you know destroying all of the caramelves that are in the woods that are like attacking everything one of the creatures in our game um but in fact like it's also going to be time and like fall's going to be coming and like summer's going to be over and it the fact that it's kids and summer break is also a fun time to be able to have players come in and out because they're gone for vacation. They've done something, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of natural flow of people being able to miss sessions or come in and out. There's the new kid dynamic. Hey, how you doing? Like we all be fun, but like I'm going to enter into this late and you can actually have a base that are not just someone who's at the bar. You see a shady person in the corner of the... After six years of only being <laughs> a squad of four, you're finally going to add in <laughs> a random person after right, like, like 13 the, seconds yes, of talking to after them. talking to them, yeah. like, which is like something that you really need to work on in those games to make those feel natural, like you're saying. Because it's like, who is this dude? Like, So wait a second, we just lost Barry yesterday to that <laughs> fight with the bugbears. And now... This dude is at the bar the like the next day, and we're just gonna and we're just gonna replace we're him. We're just gonna replace, him. and and then also if you're running you know a classic campaign where experience or levels were a part of it or equipment was really tracked appropriately, like that person can't have the same amount of shit as everybody else. They have done nothing, and so you're like, hey, I'm I'm no, I'm in this awesome campaign, and almost like fantasy football, I'd say because it's something I, I don't play, and I know I don't yeah. play fantasy, but anybody who does, you probably would be all right with role playing at least. You already vicariously lived through others, yeah. Um, but one of the things I've noted is like if someone's like, hey, you should totally join Fantasy. I was like, I really what? Join it right now. They're like, oh, no, no, because I'm like in the middle of a season. So like nine months from now, bro, you should totally like hit me up and we'll put you into a draft if you can understand every part of football immediately right now. And it's like, yeah, I know the rules of the game, but like I don't know who's in college trying to get drafted. So it seems like such a high price of entry. And like you said with, with uh, D&D, I mean, I remember having like a literal shelf yeah. monster manual, fucking character manual. And like we love it. Yeah, we just realized we were in a very thin crowd of that era, especially. I think it's gotten way more popular now, but the the high price of entry definitely 
I'm already got to be vulnerable. I already got to be an adult, like pretending and shit, like having to open up this like awesome part of human individuality that really gets stamped on as you go into the high school and lose recess and shit. Yeah. And I think like without that high price in, with knowing that you could actually tell somebody, hey, no, we're running this campaign. Have you ever seen like any kid, any Spielberg film? If you're just only modernly hip, like have you seen Stranger Things? You know you wanted to think of yourself in that. It's like you can actually add. It's just a kid rides in on his bike and he's right. the new kid in town and they're awkward, which explains why they're going to have to learn all this shit. No, you can't do that. Why? It's like, you're the new kid. You're, you don't realize like that's not how kid logic works in this town. Yeah. And you can actually teach them in the game instead of being like, okay, sorry, out of character moment. Um, yo, dude, you can't keep trying to fucking kill my character real quick. Yeah. Like, stop it, please. <laughs> stop it, yeah. Like, Are you just here to do that? Like, finally, right. there's a context. There's well, a context. well, do you want to write it into your home life? Like, that's why you keep picking fights with people because like you're coming from yep. a kind of and it's like and now go. I don't yeah. have to worry about too many right. asides. It's like it's all it's worked in there. It's even things that you don't complain about as a role player, but it, it's it's the price of entry where I I've never invited somebody to a campaign. Why? It's like how do you? Yeah. How do you? No, no, no. We all are really comfortable with each other already. And we're gonna then learn your name and then you're gonna like, no, I don't wanna do that in my free time. Yeah. Fuck off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there, and I can't look at my phone when I feel awkward. It's like, no, you better not. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I think this it it it's such a like, I don't, you know, as I said, clever is one of the words to me that shows that high sign. Um, so it's one of the things I'm hype about, especially. Now, there's something that you mentioned uh, that I thought was rather clever, too, as we said, getting too <laughs> yes, high into things. Gonna... And this is something that I'm actually going to, like, employ. As yeah. you said, passing cannabis knowledge is always little crumbs of how we use it that can enhance others. Um, and so by all means, when somebody gets too high in a role-playing situation, having been a dungeon master, having yeah. created a fucking tabletop role-playing game... What's a strategy someone might employ to uh, deter this unfortunate habit of potheads? So I have to give credit before I say this to uh, one of the main artists from this book who created the character sheet, Stacy Fevinger, who was the one who is the biggest proponent of this in life in general and really got me into CBD. <gasps> I said it. CBD. How, how people mm. get, get scared and worried. But... Uh, Smoking it for its completely different properties that it has uh, for weed, from weed. And she was the first one to say, like, hey, like, you know, when people get too high at the table and you're passing bongs and joints around, you should really consider having a CBD joint or bond, some bud there ready to either pack into a bong or have a joint that you light up that can bring people back. <laughs> and you just... Hand it to them. You just light it up and smoke it, and it's basically identical to weed. By the way, if anyone doesn't like, you'll never. Weed, yeah, it's the same fucking yeah, plant. It's the same yeah. plant. Like there's maybe some slight difference, but like I've had weed that's tasted awful and weed that's tasted great. So like it's running a full full gamut there, and there's some really tasty. And like you just be surprised what will end up happening if you're seeing someone who's just ways who blazed out on the couch to to participate and then you hand them a bong that has cbd in it and you're like yeah dude fire this up and they're already way too high and they're like oh yeah definitely gonna smoke smoke. (laughs) (laughs) i want to stop smoking and then like they take a huge rip of that and then all of a sudden you notice that they're sitting up more and they're being a little more attentive and they're trying to catch a punchline they're from trying time to catch a punchline and yes exactly and they think it's the weed that did it to them <laughs> the strange awesome this, man it fucking put me back on my feet it's like yeah, exactly. we're actually kind of anecdoting the previous poison it's like some here's now the balance you know and to yes. me the cooperation works better right we've talked about it on the show before but that is such 
so brilliant application <laughs> of that science. Because again, like we talk all day about, oh, binds this receptor, don't you forget? Yeah. But in a moment where you actually need to utilize it as a tool. Yep. It's not a fucking tool when you have to go too clinical. Like again, there are folks who are gifted enough to think that way. I, on my best day, might just touch their sole of their shoe and be like, "I'm almost there." Yeah. But like when your friend is looking rather unmotivated, <laughs> I think uh, when I first got into dabbing, like it, dabbing goes two ways: either the one time you did, like you know, as you get into it the first time, it was the perfect dose, or like everybody else, it was way too much, and you started to feel like that isn't something I want to repeat too often, like nope. or ever knowingly. To me, that's the area where you realize you don't want the highest score on your weed every time. The the experience should be enhanced, not replaced. Yeah, and uh, and as a, as a guy who does have some flour on the table here, some some delicious samples to it as well. I think it's uh, none of these have CBD in it enough to be appreciable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to hunt. I think Harlequin and Harley Sue were these two strains uh, that were in the PA program. But funny enough, there's one I know called Lemon G. It's a one to one usually. So like you know you can keep smoking it, but it generally keeps you in a pretty good space. You know maybe yeah. four sessions in, and then you finally trip over your feet mm-hmm. but uh, I was doing some work in Jersey recently they have the rec market kicking off pretty nicely I'm like oh you guys have lemon jean here we didn't have for sale there but somebody just told a cool story and I was like oh is that like cause you, you know you, you know it's a one to one like you know it's secret one of the best fucking experiences in the building sativa based but like it's just a, a great enhancer they're like nah bro it's like it's all THC and they like had some eventually I was able to sniff some it's a fucking beautiful nose on it Yeah, but I was like damn because I was almost depending, like, look for Lemon G. It's going to give you that one-to-one. It's yep. just crazy because, again, the names move around. The strains move around. Hopefully, if you just find one that's CBD dominant, at least, you still get plenty high. Yeah. You still get plenty, uh, you know, enhanced euphoric. But you rarely tempt that. Which, again, can be your aim sometimes. Where we all love weekends. But not when you're in the middle of, like, creative time. To me, yeah. in the same way, like, I don't want to fall asleep on my guitar. I want to be able to strum it so my fingers give up. And in the yeah. same way, I'd rather try to catch those moments. That's the beauty of role playing, especially hopefully for a lot of folks listening. Uh, one of the more attractive parts to disconnect, not to ignore the world. It's to appreciate the actual world you're standing in instead of only thinking about the world that's like plugged into bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, knowing that you can role play through digital things, it's still the core. Is it's just people talking to each other and getting along. You'll never sometimes even know what they look like because you're supposed to imagine it. Like how great of a tool that we need, especially with identity shit going on nowadays being too hyper-focused. One of the better solutions, uh, knowing it took a while to get here, but I would say don't tell mom and dad uh, as a a tabletop experience. uh, It's going to meet anybody where they want to, whether or not you want to play it. You definitely have a friend who's going to want to jump in as a guidance counselor. If you don't already know who that is in your head, you might be that friend then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because there's always somebody who wants to tell the story or narrate in front of it and for a guy who runs the podcast the guy who likes to host things you know the cannabis professor as I like to be uh, I've never DM'd it's still a great experience to be taken along on somebody's journey yeah like you don't even have to do all the fucking work just just have fun please yeah no I like being a player more but like I also love being myself that'd be a crime if you could be a DM motherfucker right right. exactly (laughs) like I end up doing it quite often because it is fun and it needs to be there and like the more engaged you get with that the more fun that everyone at the table has Mm. And, and I'll tell you this, and I can't. I, commitment aside, because again, it's internet. I'm not necessarily trying to involve the entire world. But 
if I DM, this would be the first campaign I would DM out of this. Because awesome. I can already think like with just what a page, a half silly words and was like, yeah, I can go out 10 steps immediately in front of that and be like, but there's really a cool way we can make that figure out. Almost the more jacked the word is, the more the, the challenge more is challenge. to figure something, something out, out even more clever. Yep. And yeah, I, that's I, great, man. That was really fun. Yeah. that, that uh, To me, it just shows the power of exactly that idea. And I know that it's been years yeah. that you've been working on it. And I recall when you first told me the concept. Yeah. And even then, I could see the legs it has. You on it. were one of the first people. Thank you to to like as it was pitched. It was like, oh no, dude, this this unstoppable. Like this anything could, this you could think slap. is gonna work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timing and everything. I think being perfect. People now hopefully being more human as adults than they ever have been. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, as a person who doesn't even get to role play as much as I probably will present the idea to others. You know, it's because it always works. You know, uh, knowing my one buddy as I mentioned, Shane, who's doing his DMing. And he was like, no, it was good. You know, they were able to get the thing. You know, nobody died. It was just funny because we were in a crowd of non-role players. So it was like, hey, man, how's the campaign last night? And I mean, it was like, wait, wait, wait. We're around people who don't understand what we're talking about. I was like, how was your, uh, how was your story? He's like, it was good. Nobody died. And somebody's like, nobody died. What the fuck are you talking about? It's like, it's just games. <laughs> it's just, yeah. But if I said video games, you'd probably never flinch. So I'm just going to say games so I can be more honest. And it's funny because then it, like we look at each other knowingly like this, this secret party of people who actually enjoy their fucking lives. Yep. Um, you know, we, exactly. we grant that to anybody who's listening. Uh, what, uh, where can they find more info on Don't Tell Mom and Dad? Um, where all the handles they can d- ring? Don't tell mom and dad.com. We've got uh, all sorts of stuff going on there. You can get PDFs um, for super cheap. You can get a paper copy of this book right get here. Get a paper copy, people. Yeah, this I mean, is... that's the analog exactly. But, like, we needed... There are people that are out there. Me and Ted are old farts, <laughs> we feel like, and, like, our book collectors and stuff like that. So it was, like, it wasn't even a question for us. But, like, yes, there, the PDFs are available if you're a digital yeah or if you uh, forget person. your book somewhere right you can always um, get it and yeah we're gonna be putting up some sticker and other fun packs and t-shirts very soon you can follow us on Instagram at don't tell mom and dad um, you can follow us on Twitter which I think is don't tell mom dad um, we have a discord that's really bustling right now that's got a uh, would you rather section Saturday <laughs> morning cartoon section um, uh, film studies 101 which is all kids adventure movies a spot for people like players seeking players on there to find your community to do that that's happening and really fun lots of people putting up their creatures and towns that they created we had someone the other day hit us up who's in the process of actually this was like the coolest we me and Ted were like jaw agape when they said this but they've been going around their hometown and photoing all the hot spots in their town and are literally printing out a town that is photos of their town so you can really so there yes so you can go to those struggle with it or anything you can you can yeah, tap into like both worlds. We have these hotspots that are just like very kind of classic like images for the diner and the convenience store, but they're doing like full color, like professional photography of their town. Um, and they said they're about to post that on Discord when they're done. Um, that was super cool to hear. Man, that's um, awesome. There will be somebody will have this tattooed on their body. There already is people. That not you, obviously, because yeah, you don't no, need to. No, not me. No, <laughs> Stacy. So as a final thing to just keep gushing since you wanted me on here talking about this. Hell thank yeah. you so much. Um, the entire back, if you are around my age, which is 36, about to be 37, or older or younger, you remember the Sears Wish Book. Um, which was the thing that came out around Christmas that had all of the toys in it from Sears that you could 
circle with a pen and highlight and go, I want this and I want that and have a totally alternative Christmas from the one that you actually had, which didn't have any of these things in it. But we created a wish book in the back of our book here, which is DTM and D's Book of Wonders, which is filled with all of these, all of the toys. Ouija board. Yes, Ouija board, every toy, skip it, you call it glow worms, drinky birds, pogo sticks down to very specific stuff we've got your tech nerd stuff your kid you know every category of kid your scout kid your creative performance kid they all have these wonderful fully illustrative um images for them that stacy drew with and painted ink herself as a tattoo artist in philadelphia and has created an entire flash book of all of these nostalgic things and like all of these images that are just really classic Casio SK1s and pocket knives and compasses and you know slinkies and slingshots and she has this book and has been if you follow on Instagram uh, don't tell mom and dad or at Stacy Bevinger you'll see that people are getting these tattoos <laughs> like on the reg now and because they have such a nostalgic value and they're kind of yeah, like what's up with this unmistakable readable and to distance readable yeah close. she has such a wonderful bold black style that's just so beautiful and like stunning it's I mean I'm covered in her work uh, just jumps off the page and translates so well because that's her, her style like black you can't get any more black than her work um yeah so she literally has that book out there and people are like well what's going on with this and she's like oh these are from a game that i designed that is like this nostalgic like kickback where i just started going nuts creating all these things and it's like yeah for don't tell mom and dad and i go okay cool yeah i want that on my arm so yeah people have been starting to get that at a, uh, an alarming rate for for people like us We're would you rather become a game would I let what the tattoo become a game? No, no. Would you let this become a game? Game? What do you mean? Like an eight bit or a sixteen bit? Oh, um, yeah, of course. I should the say sky, when the sky's the limit. I should say the when. sky's the limit. Um, we have tons of and more not in the digital realm, um, yet, but uh, have lots of extensions, and we have a monster manual coming out mm. that like this is going to be some real advanced stuff we're saying right now because this is Kickstarter's in the future. But like we do have a bite-sized monster manual, which is a monster, a mini manual of micro monsters. So it's all like your gremlins, your critters, your goblins, your ghoulies, any of those things that are like knee-high terrors. Um, those are. It's going to be an entire monster manual based on that. We have an expanded uh, game module that is the big ass tree that's in town. So instead of it being like, oh, a sewer system or this, it's a giant folding poster that as you climb the tree, you fold out more and more. And you discover what's in this tree from crazy things like the boomerang, which was stolen from a magical pop prop comic and follows whoever tells a dad joke and like all <laughs> sorts of like fun things like that as a little boomer. Um but one thing that like we are interested in doing even before, we'd love to have it be a game. Um, but something that I personally am looking into development uh, is having a 8-bit looking, an app that is an 8-bit town creator. Yes, so like right you like can dungeon, design yeah. your count yes your towns and dungeons and there is a 8-bit looking arcade and it's actually a town that you can 
tap on the things and as expansive as that could get is hey but like yeah. i think that would be very fun and if you could have everyone at the table if we were going to introduce that into a digital world that's the thing that would be fun for me right so like you could companion. actually like make your own little su super simple sim city where like you don't need to make everything keep running but like you can do basic things and mainly it's just a town that everyone's looking and you're creating these towns and it's a really fun process that'd be cool um, yeah and especially yeah as the as the guidance counselor you could put your NPCs where you need them or whatever. Yeah. And, and then it's just like, oh, no, that person's there. Why? It's like, I didn't say they were there just to fuck with you. Right. They were there when I was making the story. They like, oh, you went to there. Now the cop was at the ice cream parlor. Right. He just happened to be every Tuesday. He gets a cone, you know, whatever yeah. the case is. I think that would translate really well for our game more yeah. than like other game like that style, like having like your little hometown mm -hmm. thing. Um, yeah. So we will. That's that's something that in the digital realm. Other than that, we're super analog dudes. Yeah. So we have paper minis coming out and like paper dolls for the like your characters and all sorts of fun extras. Um, Dude, it's very very exciting. Yeah. Uh, you've heard where to find it. By all means, please check it out. Um, as we say, this is something that is. I don't even think just going to be around a little. I think it's just the beginning of something that really is attractive across a lot of different focal points so by all means everybody out there please show your support especially you nerds out there like us yeah, uh thank you, you know, so much it's man. not easy to get out of your seat but this is one of those reasons uh i'm not saying it because uh it's around i'm saying it because i love it uh, i love <laughs> the idea for it um but that is what we have for you today a little bit of thinking on cannabis on tabletop and introducing uh something which is i think an awesome spending of your time and only a little bit of your money to be able to enjoy uh, yeah. a little bit more of it. So, Ben, thank you. Big thank thanks you so for being much able to come again, on, man. Scott. Really, thanks it's for coming on the show. Uh, and that is what we have for you today, my friends. So, thanks for joining us again. Uh, check us out, of course, across any social media or digital things. Don't tell mom and dad, as well as The Cannabis Professor. I'll be back with you in another week with some more interesting cannabis information, uh, some science and culture as well. And, of course, if you need CBD, check out uh, chillfrogcbd.com. Use code PROFESSOR30 at checkout if you want to save a little bit because, as we said, CBD will give you maybe a little bit more than you thought. So at least I got you on at least a nice hookup in case you want to eat some. Uh, until next time, my friends, from me and the man goes by Ben. <laughs> Be sure to grow knowledge and extract truth. Uh, we out, my friends. Peace, guys. Thank you.